And this morning, I've got, I've got a word I believe the Lord wants us to hear. And if you'd take your Bibles and turn to Joshua chapter 1, and I, I've, been, I've been speaking some things over our church. I've been believing some things and speaking some things over our church and, and over your lives. And I, I believe that this is a year of increase for God's people. I believe this is a year of increase for our church. I'm believing for, for our church to increase in every area. I'm believing for your lives to increase. I believe that God wants to take you further in your walk with him. He wants to take you further in, in every area of your life. He's got more in store for you. Amen. Do you believe that this morning? God's got good things in store for his people. I truly believe that. You know, there's some, there's some preachers that want to preach doom and gloom, that God's, God's out to get us and stuff. I believe God wants to take you up higher. He's got more in store for you in these last days than you've ever thought of, than you've ever dreamed. He's got more planned for your life than, you're yet, than you've seen yet. Amen? Is that good? This might be a year where a lot of people are trying to figure out where they can make some cuts. I believe this is going to be, for you, a year of expansion, that God's expanding your tent stakes, so to speak, that he's expanding your, maybe, maybe your natural family. I'm not receiving that for us, but maybe for you. Maybe God wants to, God wants to increase some things in your life, and I believe there's, there's something God's going to speak to you today. But listen, here's where it starts, and I want to, I want to start here. I, I, um, a few years ago, I had the privilege of um, doing some extra work with my kids because my wife had an injury and wasn't able to do things with them for a couple of months. And so I got to spend a little extra time doing some extra help around the house, cooking and cleaning and all the things that I'm so good at. And um, I, got to, I got to take my kids to a, a class that Tara signed them up for. And she said, I've signed them up for a homeschool co-op class, whatever. And it's, I said, that's fine, I'll take them. She said, it's knitting. Maybe I've, maybe I've told you this story before. She said, it's a, it's a knitting class. I said, oh, terrific, I'll go drop them off. She said, no, you can't drop them off. You gotta sit in the class with them. I gotta sit in a knitting class. So I went into the knitting class. The teacher looked at me. She said, why are you here? I said, I don't know. I'm just, I'm here, here I am. Lord sent me here to help you. And so, and so I was in the class and, and, and my one of my girls wouldn't stay unless, you know, the, the mom or dad was in there. So I, got, I was the only parent in the knitting class, and I was the teacher's helper. I became the teacher's helper in the knitting class, and she, she you know, I was, I was listening to learn how to do it and to help the kids. And, and one of the things that I learned in my years of knitting, and the kids still come to me on occasion when they want to pick up the needles, and they say, Dad, how do I do this again? I said, I got you. It's knit pearl. Knit pearl. I got it. And um, what I, one of the things I learned... The teacher would look at the, 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 the fabric they were making, and you could tell if it was getting off because it always followed a pattern. The bottom should look like the top. Whatever pattern you have at the beginning is what you're going to have at the end. Now, listen, I'm talking about your life now. This is a lot like your life. You want to know how your life is going to be at the end. Look at your patterns now, because unless you change the pattern, you won't change your future. Unless you change your behaviors, unless you change the things that you're doing now, your outcome is going to be exactly what it is at this moment. 
Things will not change by themselves. Sometimes we think, oh, well, God's just gonna do something for me. He's just gonna do it. Listen, God did everything for you that he's already going to do, that he's gonna do. He's done it all. What you have to do is enter into what he's done for you. So I wanna talk to you today about changing some patterns in your life. Because how do I change my future? How do, you're saying God has more in store for me. How do I enter into that? Listen, you've got to change some patterns in your thinking. You've got to change some patterns in your speaking. There's maybe some other things you've got to change, but I want to focus on this today, on the way you talk. I want to talk to you about your words, because your words are powerful in your life. And we've been talking about this just a little bit, the fact that your, your prayers are powerful, and I believe this is, this is kind of the next part of it, because if you just pray, but you don't change the way you think, if you just pray and you put it all on God, but you don't change the way you speak, you're not going to see the results that you want to see in your life. You're not going to see God, listen, because I'm talking about God doing some things in your life, doing some things through you. Sometimes you think, man, I just want to, I want God to use me. He's done it all. He's waiting on you to start taking some steps so that he can do what he wants to do through you. But you've got you to take some steps. Are you with me? So in Joshua chapter 1, look what it says in verse 8. This book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. And we could say, now he only had a little bit of instruction. We've got a whole book here. We've got the whole thing. So what does he say? Don't let these words of God depart from your mouth. It's interesting he doesn't say, don't let them depart from your eyes, although that would have to be part of it. Don't let them depart from your spirit or your heart. Well, that would be good too. But the important thing that he says is don't let them get out of your mouth because the way you think is the way you speak and the way you speak is what you believe. I'll show you, it's all connected, but it starts with your speaking. And so he says this, recite it day and night. Recite the word of God day and night so you can, be, so you can carefully observe everything written in it. For then what's gonna happen? You'll prosper and succeed in whatever you do. Listen, he doesn't just say you'll prosper and succeed in, because he's talking to Joshua, you'll prosper as you go forward to take the land. Well, that would be good, but he doesn't say that. He says that you'll, you'll prosper and succeed when you face giants. No, he didn't, just, he didn't just leave it there. You'll prosper and succeed no matter what you do because the word of God is your in, in your mouth and the word of God has an answer for everything that you're going to face in this life. Every situation you're going to face, you can face it with the word of God in your mouth. You gotta speak it. You gotta get it in your mouth. Because here's the thing, whatever you believe, you'll speak. Whatever you believe, you'll speak. So if I believe the word of God, I gotta speak the word of God. Because if, I, if I'm speaking something else, that's what I believe. So I'm gonna to talk to you about how to change your future. If you change your words, you can change your future. And I think most people don't recognize how much power their words carry. Are you still with me this morning? You still awake? How do you release faith? 
It's got to come out of your mouth. See, some people think, well, I got faith in me. Well, it's good to have faith in you, but unless it's coming out of you, it doesn't do anything. Look what he says in Mark chapter 11, verse 23. You know this scripture. Mark eleven twenty-three. 23. If anyone says to this mountain, okay, mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe what you say will happen, it will be done for him. Now, notice something. It talks about your words a couple of times in there. If anyone says to this mountain and you don't doubt but what you, what you say will happen, it's, see, listen, do you catch it? Because sometimes we're like, I believe God's going to do something. I believe God's going to do this. I believe God's going to make a way. I believe God's going to give me a miracle. I believe something's going to happen in my family. I believe, but we don't speak it. We get in our hearts and we start thinking something in our heads and we start, we maybe get into our, but it never comes out of our mouth. Because why not? Because sometimes we'll think, well, I can't say that people think I'm crazy. You let people think you're crazy. You speak the word. What do you tell Joshua? Don't let the word depart from your mouth. I'm going to tell you something this morning. This is, this is so important because I think this is where a lot of the church misses it. We don't know how to talk. And I'm going to hopefully talk about this for the next few weeks. We taught a class a while back about the law of confession. I want to bring some of that into this class, into this, uh, this teaching over the next few weeks, because I think you're going to be blessed by it, because I think where a lot of people mess up is with their words. I heard a story about some people when they used to travel west, you know, the wagon trains and stuff, they would go, they would go west. And what would happen is sometimes they'd all run down the same road. And after a while, they, they wore ruts into the road. And the ruts got so deep, they couldn't get those wagon trains out of the ruts. They would have to dig them out if they wanted to get out. And there was one wagon train road that someone posted a sign and it said, avoid this rut or else you'll be in it for the next 25 miles. And I think that's a lot of people's lives. They've gotten themselves into a rut and they don't know how to get out because they haven't learned how to walk in the ways of God. They haven't learned how to keep the word in their mouth. They're getting some other words in their mouth. You're gonna get words in your mouth somewhere and it's gonna come from whatever you're hearing the most of. If you're watching CNN or Fox News, you pick one, you're watching those things over and over and over, what's getting in your mouth? Whatever you hear. If you're, whatever you're constantly hearing will get in your mouth. Oh, I can't believe this guy, I can't believe that guy, that guy's this, this guy's that. I can't believe the state of our world's in, our world's coming apart, our world's this, our world's that, and there's no hope, it's hopeless because you've got hopelessness coming in, you don't have the word of God coming in. Not enough anyway. I mean, you got some people, are really devoted and spend 10 minutes reading the word of God and two hours watching the news. What's going to come out of your mouth? Whatever you're hearing the most of is what you'll start to believe. The Nazis understood this. I, I sent out a newsletter. I think I mentioned this. The Nazis used something called propaganda, right? What would they do? They, they, they'd continue to promote their agenda, their lies over and over and over again until the people began to believe it. Whatever you hear the most, you'll believe. So I got to tell you, church, we got to be hearing this word. We got to get this word in us because it, it's, it's got to come in us so we can come out of us and do something in the world. Amen. 
He says this in Matthew chapter 12. Go here for a second because this is important. Matthew 12, and look at verse 33. He says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for a tree is known by its fruit. Right? If you've got a rotten tree in your yard, you're not going to get good peaches. The tree's good for nothing. Why? Because the tree is rotten. Okay, what's all this about trees? Keep going. Brood of vipers. How can you speak good things when you're evil? For the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. Most of the time when you see heart in scriptures, it's talking about your inner man, your spirit. Okay, so from your spirit, he says, the mouth speaks. The mouth speaks what's inside you. And then he, he was talking about a tree. So if you got a bad tree, it's got bad fruit. In other words, whatever is inside you is what's going to come out of you. And if all you're putting in is what he calls evil, and evil could be interpreted as anything against the word of God, anything other than what the word says, you're putting that in and putting that what's going to come out. The world, the way, the same thing the world says, the same words are coming out. You guys with me this morning? Come on. Whatever's on the inside is going to come out of your mouth. So he says this, look at verse 35, a good man produces good things from his storeroom of good. Stop right there. Look at somebody and say, I got a storeroom. Do you know you got a storeroom? There's a storeroom inside you. Now, this is interesting. He says this. You have a storeroom of good, or he goes on to say a storeroom of evil. Everybody's got a storeroom, and it's inside them. How do I get things in my storeroom? Huh? Faith comes by. How do I get faith in me? I got to hear it. How do I get things in my storeroom? It comes in through what I hear. Everything inside me is coming in from the outside. Whatever I'm hearing, if I'm hearing the word of God, I'm building a storeroom of good. So he says, you don't just have a storeroom, but he said, a good man produces good things from his, so I want you to stop and think about this. You've got a storeroom in you. And what comes out of your mouth, he says, this is Jesus speaking, produces things. Now, some people have taken some of this teaching and, and gone crazy with it. And so what a lot of people have done is said, just, just forget that part. No, no, no. Jesus said this for a reason, because we need to recognize something. When you're putting the word of God in you, the word of God comes back out and it does something. Because, and I'll show you this. The, the, the words of God produce something in your life. They will do something. In fact, God says, his word does not return void, but it does everything he sent it to do. He sent his word for you so that you could get his word inside you so his word could come back out of you and do something in this earth. Amen. We were talking about this with our prayers. The fact that our prayers need to be spoken, need to be declared to God, and it's allowing the Holy Spirit to do some things in our life. Your words, your confession has to line up with the things that you're praying. Because here's how a lot of people do it. They say, Lord, I thank you for, for healing whatever. Maybe something's wrong in their body. Lord, I thank you for, for healing this thing. 
And then they say, oh, man, I, I got to figure out what to do about this problem. I got this problem. Well, how am I going to handle it? I don't know what's going to happen. And eventually, I'm going I'm to have this and this and this. And so what's happening? Their prayers are not lining up with their confession. So they just canceled out what they prayed because they really don't have any faith in them. You got to let the word of God come out of you. Don't let anything come out of your mouth that God hasn't said. Because when you speak, your words were given to you. God gave us speech to do something. I'm going to show you this, okay? I know this might be, you're kind of like skeptical right now, right? Look at Hebrews chapter 1. We'll start here. Our world was created with words. Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God said, let there be light. Right? And what happened? He said it, and it was. And our wor- so our wor- whole world was created with the word of God. And look at what he says in Hebrews 1, verse 3. He's talking about Jesus here, that he's the radiance of his glory, of God's glory. The exact expression of his nature, and he does what? He sustains all things by his powerful word or the word of his power. And he's making purification for sins. And he goes on and talks about that, but he sustains God is sustaining all things with his word. The word created the world, and the word sustains, it holds the world, the world together. In fact, I, I read a study or a, a thing that they did, a science experiment thing that they did about um, string theory, I think it's called. String theory, it's a science thing. And they said it's as if someone had strung put strings inside of all of the atoms and everything and they're just and then plucked a guitar string and it's just resonating and they said everything in the universe is just resonating and and I found that so interesting because our vocal cords produce noise as if you're they they vibrate noise is sound is vibration god's word is sustaining everything isn't that powerful even science is kind of figuring that out god's word is holding it together God's word was so powerful that when he said, let there be light, light came out from him. And they say that today the universe is still expanding at the speed of light. That powerful word released light that still today, however many thousands of years has been, is still expanding across the universe. Light is still reaching into the farthest places of darkness in this universe that have never known light. It's being exposed that's how powerful the word of God is. So listen, when God speaks, things happen. Do you agree with that? Amen. Come on, don't make me preach to myself. God's, God's word will do some stuff in your life. God's word will change situations in your life. It will change the environment in your home. It will change things in your workplace. God's word is powerful. Amen. Come on. John chapter 6, look at verse 63. See, listen, God gave you words to release faith. Your words do something. Jesus said this, the spirit is the one who gives life. The flesh doesn't help at all. The words I've spoken to you, what are they? Spirit and life. Now, how could words be spirit? How could words be life? Because Jesus was speaking from the Holy Spirit He was speaking words. See, listen, sometimes we think words are just sound. It's just sound. Animals make sound. 
You have words. God gave you words. And Jesus said his words were spirit because they went right into the spirit. They were directed at the spirit. They weren't directed at the natural man. You know, sometimes we speak and we're just talking and there's no brain involved, right? You know people like that. They, they, they can talk without a brain. It's amazing. And they just speak and they speak and, and they're talking to the natural man. But when the, Jesus was speaking, his words were getting into the spirit. You ever, you ever have somebody say to you, something to you and it just cuts right into, like right inside, like right to your heart. You just, it just goes straight inside you and you think, man, what? I can't believe. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Somebody says something that just seems to cut you on the inside or just, just really like encourages you. You just feel it on the inside. It's because it's a spiritual thing. Where, and Jesus said, my words are spirit and my words are life. Well, that's great. That was Jesus. But listen, the Holy Spirit lives in you. So when you let the Holy Spirit speak through you, your words can be spirit and your words can be life. Amen. You can speak words of life. Isn't that amazing? You know, you can speak. We'll talk about this in a minute. Proverbs chapter 18. Do you have that one? 1821, I think. Yeah. Life and death are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. You can speak words of life or you can speak words of death. We recognize this in the natural because there's things that people have said to us. Maybe someone said something to you when you were in grade school, and you can still remember it. Your parents told you sticks and stones break your bones, but words never hurt, but that's not true because you've healed from the sticks and the stones. But the words, you can still remember those things inside you. Why? Because they went straight into your spirit. They affected you on the inside. Words your words are powerful. And, I'm, and not just because they can influence somebody. Your words are powerful in this earth because it can be literally God speaking through you. You can speak words to somebody else and it can be the words of God that lift that and changes that whole person's life. Amen. Your, so your words can be spirit and your words can be life, but life and death is in your tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So your words can turn some things around in your life. Your words can change your situation. Your words of faith can do some things and in, 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 in change the world. Listen, it's not just that the words are, the, the words are life and death, meaning that it can, it can bring life or kill somebody, but it can be the difference between living the abundant life that Jesus came to give us or living in underneath, living underneath what he came to give us. So the power of life and death is in your tongue. We had a guy come by the church just recently. Doing, he was doing some work here and he was talking about COVID. And he said, he said my brother got COVID. I said, oh no, I'm sorry to hear that. He said, yeah, he, he, he died. I said, oh no, I'm so sorry. He said, but I don't, he's, and this is him talking, he, he's not a Christian. He said, I don't believe it was COVID that killed him. I said, oh, really? He said, no, he got, a, he got a phone call. He had been to the doctor or something. He got checked, checked out, and he didn't feel bad at all. There was nothing wrong with him. But they called him and said, you have COVID. And 30 minutes later, he died of a heart attack. It wasn't COVID that killed him. It was fear. Fear is a killer. And you know what I bet? I can't say this for sure, but I bet some of the words that have been coming out of his mouth was, I'm scared to death. 
I'm going to get COVID. Oh, man, I, if I get COVID, I'm, that thing's going to kill me. I'm not in any condition to get. So you start speaking that. What do you believe? You speak whatever you believe. I'm not saying that for sure he spoke those words, but that's what happens a lot of times, isn't it? I'm just so afraid of this. I'm so afraid of that. This thing. You better get the word of God in your mouth because what you're doing is you're giving yourself permission. You're giving permission for things to come against you. I was in a store one day and I was standing in line and I, I overheard a conversation between the, the person working at the register and, and a lady in the store. And she said, oh, man, it's, this is a couple years ago before COVID. She said, oh, man, it's flu season. Notice there's no flu season anymore. We all always got to wear a mask and all this. And so, so now, now she said, oh, man, it's, it's flu season. And I'm just, she says, here we go again. Because once it's flu season, she says, everybody in this store gets sick every year. Everybody in this store gets the flu. And I thought, wow, what are we speaking? What kind of things are coming out of our mouths? What do we believe? As Christians, what do you believe? Oh, it's just flu season. I'm just going to get sick. Or do you say, no, I'm standing on the word of God. I'm standing on the word. Now, listen, I've, I've, had, I've gotten sick before. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying things won't come against you. But when they do, you stand on the word of God. You don't say, well, I guess that didn't work. No, you keep standing. You know? You, you keep believing, you keep speaking, you get the word in your mouth and you don't say anything else because the devil's waiting on your permission. Oh, I guess that's going to, I guess that's going to get me. Okay. You just gave permission. Do you understand this? Look at, I'm going to, yeah, I'm getting late. I'm going to start closing up here in the next little bit. I think Sal did that last week. So I'll just, I'll just borrow that. Numbers, numbers chapter 13, throw that up there for me. I'm going to try to summarize this. He says in Numbers 13, this is the story of the spies who went in to spy out the land of Israel, and they came back with the report. You remember this story? And it says, they reported to Moses, we went into the land where you sent us, and it's flowing with milk and honey. Here's some of the fruit. However, the people living in the land are strong, and the cities are large and fortified. We even saw descendants of Anak. That's giants. There was giants there. We can't go up against those people because they are stronger than we. And it says, they gave a negative report to the Israelites about the land they had scouted. And in fact, it says in, in the King James Version, if I gave you that, in verse 32, it says they brought an evil report. It doesn't just say a negative report. He calls it evil. It's an evil report. And was, I want to ask a question. Was what they said true? Were there giants there? Were there large, fortified cities there? I'm sure the people were strong. It was the truth. But what they spoke, God called it evil. Now think about it for a minute, because they, they said, we, they, they, we can't do it. We can't do it. Now listen, faith does not deny that there's giants. Faith does not deny there's large fortified cities. But what faith says is even though there's large cities, even though there's giants, God has said we can do it. So you gotta, you gotta make sure you're speaking the right word. See, in their spirits, they believed they couldn't do it. They chose to believe what they could see rather than the word of God. And the Bible calls it an evil report. Listen, I looked up the word. The word here for evil, it literally means defamation or slander. Who were they slandering? Imagine that. They were slandering God. 
God said we could do it, but I don't believe it. And God calls that slander. You just accused him of being a liar. God has said some things. Has he said some things about your life? Don't you say anything different. Don't you get any other word in your mouth other than what he said. Those leaders, now listen, it's important what you listen to. Those leaders turn the hearts of an entire nation. Those people who went into the spies turn the hearts of an entire nation. I'm sure all those people were excited. We're going to go into the promised land. They came back and said, no, we can't do it. And just fear came on the people. Unbelief came on the people. Listen, I I heard a preacher say this the other day. He said, I wonder if God had Israel wander around for 40 years to to work out some stuff in their lives. No, that was never God's plan. God never intended for Israel to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. Israel did that to themselves. You do a lot of things to your own self, don't you? There's a lot of things that are going on in your life, maybe today because of stuff, decisions you made, words that you spoke, unbelief, that kind of thing. But listen, it's not too late to turn some things around. You can start speaking the word of God right now. Come on. Has God spoken some things to you? Has he put a dream inside you? Don't let anybody put anything in your mouth other than what God says. If God tells you you can, don't listen to anybody who says you can't. Your mouth will speak whatever your heart believes. Listen, Israel made it, they, they made it halfway to the promised land. They made it right to the border even, but they couldn't go in. And sometimes you find yourself wandering. Well, I'm close to the promise. Close isn't in. God called you to step in. God called you to step, to pass through. He didn't call you to live in the wilderness. He called you to go on to the promise. So stop being content with living in the wilderness. You start speaking the promise until you see the promise. You just keep that word in your mouth. You keep speaking that word. You keep declaring the word, God, you made me a promise. And I'm holding on to the promise. I'm speaking the promise today. See, listen, God's given you more control of your life than you recognize. The people got to complaining. I'm just going to end with this story. If you want to stand up with me. I got, I got a lot more to say about this. I'll save it for next week. But here's what happened. The people got complaining. Numbers 14, verse 1, the whole community broke into loud cries. The people wept that night. They literally wept. when they, You ever weep when you watch the news? You, maybe you want to. That was essentially what happened. They heard the news and they got to crying. Oh, I can't believe it. What, what are you telling me? What's happened? I can't, it's unbelievable. They're crying. And they all complained about Moses and Aaron. The whole community told them, if only we died in Egypt, or if only we died in this wilderness, why is the Lord doing all this to us? You ever felt like that? God, why are you doing this to me? God didn't do it to you. Doing it to yourself. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to die by the sword? Our wives and children will become plunder. I'm just crying as they say it. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? Let's appoint a leader and go back. So what'd they say? If only we could die in this wilderness. Look at what God says to them. 
The Lord spoke to Moses, how long must I endure this evil community that keeps complaining about me? I've heard their complaints. Tell them as surely as I live, this is the Lord's declaration, I will do to you exactly as I heard you say. What you get is what you say. If you say the word and you hold on to that word and you believe that word and you speak that word, you're gonna get the word, the results. If you believe the lies and you speak the lies and you just hold on to the, you're gonna get whatever they say. You'll get whatever you say. The Lord's made a way for you to step into his promises. He's made a way. I believe this with all my heart that God wants to take you up. That was God's plan for Israel. He wanted to take them into the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey. But they wouldn't do it because they wouldn't believe. God's made a way for you to have access to everything he's provided. Jesus said, I've come that you can have life. This has been one of our key verses, that you can have life and have it how? More abundantly. He came for you to have the abundant life. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came to give you life. What do I have to do? Believe the word. Speak the word. Get the word in your mouth. Declare the word. God's taken you up this year. He's made a way for you to step in. He's made a way for you to access the promises this year. Bow your heads with me. Maybe you're here this morning. And you say, you say, this sounds so nice, but I'm, I don't even know the Lord. Listen, we read this scripture in the beginning, Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. The word of God says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God's raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Listen, this is how this thing was set up. You can't even be saved unless you'll say it with your mouth. You got to speak the word of God with your mouth and believe it in your heart. It's not enough just to believe. And it's not enough just to speak. Those two have to work together. I got to believe that Jesus is who he said he is. And I got to speak it with my mouth. And if you're here this morning or you're watching online and your life isn't right with Jesus, you can confess him today. Just say, Jesus, I believe that you are the savior of the world. I believe that you are the son of God. I ask you to come into my heart. Save me from my sins. Fill me today with your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. And it's that simple. But listen, for the rest of you, I want to declare some things over your life. And I, I don't know that I did a great job explaining this because I got so much material. So hang with me. If it didn't make sense this morning, hang with me because next week I got more. It's going to make more sense. But you got to confess the word of God over your life. If you need a healing today to manifest in your body, you speak the word of God over your life. If you need something in your family, your emotions, your finances, you speak the word because the word of God will work in your life. Find a scripture. He's the, he's the God that heals me. He's, he's healed me of all my diseases. Maybe you need a miracle in your finances. Lord, I thank you. You speak that word of God that you provide for all of my needs according to your riches. You speak the word over whatever it is today over your life, over your work, over your family, whatever you might need. He is more than enough. So Lord, today we release your word. We speak the word. We declare the word of God today over our lives. Lord, we believe the word. We're going to get the word in our mouths and speak the word only today. Lord, we thank you 
for that word that you've given us. We thank you that that word is life, that your words are spirit and they are life, and we put your words in us today. And we let your words come out of us. So Lord, I thank you today for blessing your people. Have your hand upon them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you this morning.